Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason Kwan, it's Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Welcome to Toku Secrets. Join us as we journey into the marvelous world of Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Power Rangers, and many other Tokusatsu. Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. It's Morphin Time! Link to the Morphin. I'm Nathan Desaad, the dazzling adventurer, Boken Silk. I'm Patrick Allen, I'm Shinken Red. And I'm Ridwan Merton, Gokai Red. And I'm Anthony Davis. Also known as Kiryu Green. And we're Toku Secrets. Hey, welcome everyone to episode 119 of the Toku Secrets podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. And we have the whole crew on here today. We are going to be reviewing episodes 41 through 45 of the current Sentai Vitsari, Osama Sentai King Oger. We know that we said in the previous podcast that we were going to do... Uh, our uh, Time Ranger in-game review, but here's the thing. We saw how great these this batch of episodes were, how great these episodes were, and we thought, nope, can't delay. We got to get this posted as quick as we can. So, uh, yeah, we're looking a lot, very much forward to uh, reviewing these episodes. Uh, a lot happened in the previous batch, but mm. that's nothing compared to what we're about to get here. All aboard the hype train. All right, so... Uh, we're going to do a brief recap of uh, last time. Uh, so um, mo- most of the episodes, you know, we got some uh, details, you know, uh, fleshing out the backstories of Yama and Kaguragi in the midst of a bunch of episodes where uh, the King Ogres were fighting to retake their kingdoms. Uh, basically every kingdom except Shugodom was, uh, was, uh, retook- was retaken. So uh, Himeno took back Ishibana, Kaguragi Tofu, Rita, Gokan, Yama, Inkosopa. And uh, in particular, during the struggle for Inkosopa, the uh, King Ogres were able to unlock new powers and they were able to destroy Goma, one of Dog Dead's jesters. Uh, this was actually a ploy set up by Rackless, who wanted to become a jester himself. And it was actually revealed by Rackless that Gira is a creature created by Dog Dead, although we don't know if he's telling the truth or not. Um, and the previous episode ended with the King Ogers preparing to face off against Dog Dead. So uh, that jumps us into episode 41. I'm not going to reveal the title because the way they reveal the title of this episode is one of the most awesome title reveals in all of Sentai. So I'll tell you what the title is when I'm done telling you what happens here. So uh, in episode 41, the King Ogers, after they fight off Dog Dead, they, uh, during which they had trust issues with Gira. Rackless asks um, Dog Dead to give him the power to kill an immortal because Gira is immortal and he's the only thing standing in their way. So, um, and he also has this plan to like have people pile into the castle so that they can uh, leave Shaku to go find a new world. Now, the King Ogers are preoccupied with disarming the bombs rigged to their thrones, although Kaguragi's turns out to be fake because he's actually working in league with Rackless. Um, Rackless is, gets on a one-on-one duel with, uh, Gira during which, you know, the two fight, you know, and there's a pause, there's a pause in the duel where Kaguragi arrives and gives the lance to Rackless and Rack, he took the lance from, uh, Gira earlier in the episode and 
Rackless becomes King King Oger and beats Gira into submission. And with Gira cornered, Dog Dead arrives and gives Rackless the power he requested to kill an immortal. And he dubs Rackless one of his jesters. But just when it looks like Rackless is going to kill Gira, he turns around, he strikes Dog Dead. And it is here that we learn the title of this episode as Rackless declares, and this is the title of the episode. It's time to save the universe. And that's how episode 41 ends. Um, what a what an episode. Yeah, so what do we think about this one, guys? Honestly, this was such a crazy plot twist that I don't think any of us saw it coming. Like, not until the last second. Whenever he got the pot words to kill an immortal, I was like, it'd be kind of cool if he used that power to, you know, turn on Dagdod, but didn't see it happening for real. I thought it was like a wistful thinking of a fan, but no, he went there. He did it. And in doing so, he undid 40 episodes of me hating on him as a really good villain. Yep. Like overnight, he just becomes a great character. And uh, I'll, I'll just say this, like the way that that episode ended, like I just thought like, okay, maybe I'll watch one episode and then I'll watch two tomorrow and then two the next day. But the minute I watch this episode, I'm like, nope, uh-uh, I got to see the next episode now. I don't need no sleep. I need answers. <laughs> like I literally, I literally put this episode on as I was going to go to bed. I figured, okay, I'll watch one episode tonight at like 1.30 at night. And then I would watch, the other in the morning. I ended up staying up late to finish all five episodes. Yep. And now I'm waiting for 46 to drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I was rec relaxing in my chair watching this, e eating something, and then this reveal happened right when the, the title of the episode showed up at the end. I had to sit up and lean forward because I was like, oh, <laughs> it's it's go time now. Um, yeah. yeah, it the the long con to just just to play the most satisfying Uno reverse card in human history. <laughs> uh, did you want to say something, Anthony? Oh, okay. Um, I'm actually really glad I watched these episodes, my five episodes straight, because the reveal at the reveal at the reveal was just like mind-boggling to the point i'm just like wow like that legit happened um mm -hmm. i kind of did see it coming to at the last second because i'm just like wait a minute he has the power to kill immortals now so like you know that would mean that the space blood king is gonna is immortal too so that you know that put two two together that was the obvious result but i still like how, how it was executed though yeah Totally. Uh, we, we can't really talk much about this one without going into detail on the second one, because that's where the meat really gets. But this is still a really good setup for that, um, which, is, I mean, the twist alone just made me want to come back and watch it. Uh, that's why I'm giving this one. Uh, I'm saving my 10 for the next one. I'm doing a 9.5 for this one. Yeah, I mirror that sentiment. Yeah, same. This is a 9.5. And Anthony? 9.5 me as well. Good. 
All right, now we have episode 42, The Secrets of Rackless, which this is kind of the show's requisite filler episode, but it but is it really a clip show episode cuz I mean not really, but well, you'll figure No, you'll know I what I'm saying. Yeah. Um so while Rackless and Gira are fighting Dog Dead, we get a lot of flashbacks from previous episodes as well as new footage to kind of recontextualize old footage um, where we pretty much find out everything about Rackless's past. So Rackless, 17 years ago, he was he was the newly crowned king and he was confronted by Dog Dead. Dog Dead had just killed his father. And we're going to learn more about uh, where his relationship with Dog Dead kind of started in the next episode, but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But the point of that is that Dog Dead killed Rackless's father and mocked him for it. And seeing just how evil Dog Dead was, Rackless vowed that he would stop Dog Dead no matter what it took. And he figured in order to defeat this great evil, I have to become evil myself. And that's what led him to try and harness the King Oger's power. That's what we saw him try to do. Um, that's what we saw him try to do uh, in the first episode. Um, and uh, he tried to become stronger by acting all pally McPow pow with the Bugnarok, um, you know, in order to gain even more power. But his plans were complicated uh, you know, when Gira came in and kind of threw a whole wrench in the thing, you know, Gira stealing his, uh, um, Gira stealing his, uh, you know, um, you know, Kawagata Oger power and also destroying the King Oger Zero, which he, uh, which, you know, he created since, you know, Dog Dead wouldn't be able to control it. Uh, Kaguragi also kind of got involved with this plan. That's why he's been secretly kind of, uh, you know, that's why he's been secretly, um, you know, uh, working with Rackless on the side. And eventually, you know, around the point where the trial by combat happened, Rackless had a plan where he was going to take the fall so that Gira could become king and keep the people of Shugotam safe. That's what led to their trial by combat. He wasn't killed during his final battle, um, but he was severely hurt and he was actually given a sleeping potion by Suzume, Kaguragi's sister, and he spent the next two years, well, he appeared to be dead when they put him in the coffin, but he's actually spent the next two years speaking with Dog Dead, gaining his trust, and that's what's led up to this, like, big moment where he's given the power to kill an immortal, all so he can get to this moment where he's going to kill Dog Dead, and that brings us to the current, present, present time period where... Rackless and Gira successfully defeat Dog Dead. Uh, you know, Gira acknowledges Rackless as his older brother. He calls him Onichan for the first time, which is a huge deal because, you know, acknowledging someone as your Onichan is like, that's a massive honorific. I mean, to give you context, like, you know, uh, my, my wife, it, you know, has two younger siblings and uh, her sister looks up to her and calls her Onesan, but her brother doesn't like to call her Onesan as much because it has like a really massive meaning. So Gira calling Rackless Onichan is like in pretty big when you understand the context. And Rackless makes Gira promise that he will save the people of Shugodom before he collapses unconscious. He supposedly dies, but then the other King Ogres arrive and say that they're going to save Rackless's life. So a lot just happened. Anybody want to give their thoughts on it first? Okay, as um, the official yeah. Toku Secrets financial advisor, 
it is my duty to tell you guys that the Gira stocks have risen exponentially and the Kagaragi stocks have risen exponentially. Patrick, I'll let you continue from here because I know you want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to get in his uh, stock market advice uh, real quick. Um, yeah, going back to the point you were bringing up earlier, Nate, I can't really consider this a clip show per se because it was using the clips from a different perspective. But it still did have the same effect as a clip show, but this was the best use of something like this because yeah, yeah it, it told his entire story, the entire story from his perspective, and it turned this guy from one of the most unlikable characters and i don't mean that in terms of bad writing i mean that in terms of how they wrote him as a bad guy uh because context matters in that case looking at you riz and your <laughs> your your gecky red rants <laughs> um it took him from one of the look most man <laughs> look man <laughs> there he goes <laughs> i am completely 110 <clears> percent <throat> justified in my gecky ranger <laughs> Hey, specifically in my hate of Zan, I am 110% justified. I don't want to hear that garbage from you. I don't tell you you're wrong for thinking yeah. Geki's garbage. Geki's garbage too, but Geki Ranger's worse. Dang it. I was just saying perspective because there's, there's two different ways you can say a character is hateable. Either the story wrote them as despicable or the story wrote them horribly. Two different but he went from one of the most unlikable characters in Sentai to, I think you put this best yesterday, Nate, when we were trying to record this episode the first time, probably the best extra ranger in Sentai history. Mm-hmm. And he it just did a complete 180 for this. But also this episode, I think it fixed Kagaraki for me because he felt so unstable inside of this team and now everything that he had done up to this point is completely justified and understandable where he was the only one in on it and his betraying of the team was to kind of help stay the course the whole time so yeah like what Riz said this helped Kagaraki a lot and it helped Gira a lot and it completely flipped Rackless around, so I'm just gonna say this is the best episode of the season so far. Again, them stocks be rising, <laughs> they're all approaching that S tier, and we don't know how. And well, on, honestly, I would say that like the, this is the best use of a clip show that I've ever seen in uh, any show. Sometimes the clip show episodes have been fine. Like Time Force's uh, clip show episode is great because it like showcases how much Wes and Jen and maybe Eric to a lesser extent have changed. Mm. Good clip show episode, but this is on a whole new level where like they're using the clips as like a part of the episode to kind of show like the twist is Rackless has been doing something this entire time and they're giving us old clips and, but they're filming new footage to kind of uh, recontextualize everything to make it, to show what he was planning all along. Like this, I don't know, like King Oja writing is so great that they can even make a clip show episode, not seem like a clip show episode. Okay. Literally can this season do anything wrong? Because I don't think so. Normally, the clips, those I are mean, the things can... that we hate. 
I mean, the only thing it could really do wrong is end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, boom, booster has to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, unfortunately. Them suits. Uh, you want to add anything, Anthony? You've been kind of quiet. So I know that you guys are saying that, you know, Rackless is, you know, like, doing all this and and you feel that you know he's not as bad as he said before but i'm gonna say something that probably will not agree with you guys he honestly is still not a good person yeah sure his intentions were to stop you know dog dead and and you know being the space king and all that stuff right but he still did a lot of messed up things you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you can say for the sake, of, the sake of the kingdom and all that, but it doesn't change his his sins, and it doesn't change the fact that you know he put his brother through a lot of stuff that he didn't necessarily put, need to put him through. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way you described it, Anthony, I was thinking of have we ever seen a character like this before? And we just wrapped up a character like that, Naoto. Mm-hmm. He's not meant to be liked, but everything he's doing is for the greater good, but he's still a dick, right? Like yes. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still garbage at the end of the day, personality-wise, and what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so Naoto is the closest comparison, but I think Rockless stocks are much higher than Naoto stocks. Yeah, because, yeah. End, because at the end of the day, Rackless's actions were directed toward a good cause and his intentions were directed toward a good cause while with Naoto it's more like Naoto wants power and what he does with those powers does ultimately help the greater good since he's stopping the Londars but it's not like he wants to stop the Londars because he wants to protect people he wants to stop the Londars because he just wants to go out puffing his chest and flexing his muscles and say I'm powerful and all that which that's Mm -hmm. not what that's not what Rackless was doing. So, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, well, he was strong. Uh, he, he was uh, trying to pretend to be that, but that's what he was. But that's what he was. He was giving mm-hmm. that image that it wasn't yeah. what he wanted, but it wasn't truly what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that, that, yeah. I, that it's bad. It's just, you know, I don't want people to want people to all of a sudden think that we're supposed to like all of a sudden, you know, Hop on this guy's bandwagon and say, "Oh, he's such a great, he's such a great guy." And it's like, I mean, yeah, no, you no, can no, no. say that he, yeah. <clears throat> There's a difference between saying he's a phenomenal character and saying he's a good guy. Yeah, right. Like, I think he's a yeah, great like, character, but he's not a good guy. He's a dick. Yes. No, I mean, like, yeah, even I, skipping ahead to the next episode, he even admits it. Like we'll just I'll just a yeah. point that gets brought up in the next episode. We'll go into it when we get there. But he, he even admits that. He like, but I'm not going to like totally fault him for everything he did because I think he needed to make it believable. So he yeah. kind of had to push some boundaries to make Dodd Dad think that he was actually on his side. The only yeah. way he can get close enough. So it was one of those. Right. I I guess you kind of had to do things you didn't want to do to get the ultimate job done. And yeah. you can kind of see it in his voice a little bit. He does feel guilty for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause yeah. 
You have a point because I mean, like you said, what else could he have done? Because guess what? He, what's the yeah, exactly? Okay. I'm gonna create a, create a false scenario that that could maybe bring logic to people who may like still be kind of like, oh, I'm not sure why he just do this. Okay, if he decided to be honest with everybody from the get go, one, they're not probably not gonna believe him. For two, they're probably gonna look at him like, "Are you crazy? That's no, there's no space bug king or whatever. You're nuts." Like, or they might, or he might end up dying before he can even say those words. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's one of those. He was putting a rock in a hard place, and he was playing desperate the whole time. And when you're playing desperate, you know, almost everything's, you know, on the table to to do so yeah yeah and i wasn't like trying like to like dismay anybody from what i'm saying it was just i'm trying to just put a different perspective you know because i don't want people thinking like no no it's it's a very understandable perspective because like i said even going to the next episode he agrees with you (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i still stand by my claim that like you know as far as like the uh the Sentai extra Rangers are like, this guy is, I mean, this guy's easily the best. I mean, the, the only people that I think could compete with them. I mean, I know technically Huga, the black Knight, is in this category, but I consider him a sixth Ranger, even though he Gokaiger considers them part of that group. But I guess, I mean, Gokaiger considers them part of this group, maybe Rio and melee, but they're more like villains until like the last bit. Uh, I honestly can't think of anybody. I mean, the extra Rangers in Cure Uger, I mean, they're fun characters, but they're not yeah. they're not how insane. Is, how is Kruger and Decker Ranger? Is he the same kind of character? The same kind of SPD? character, but I but I prefer Kruger in SPD. Yeah. I've heard Kruger is a lot more is a lot better, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're both, both they're both named Kruger, by the way. They all about the yeah. same, literally the same name. Yeah, we'll be, okay, like Shadow Finish. Ranger versus Deca Master. Is Deca Master on Shadow Ranger's level or no? No, maybe. No. Yeah, I prefer Shadow Ranger because Shadow Ranger has more of a. They emphasize Shadow Ranger's tragic backstory a lot more in SPD than they do in Deca yeah. Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, I guess Karu from Shinkinger, but she's. I mean, she's great, but she's only in the series for like five episodes. Uh, Karu is yeah. not on the same level. Her 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 presence and existence is more important than her character itself. Exactly. So. Like she's she's like the the template we use for Rockless, yeah. I think. But she's nothing special. I'm sorry, Patrick. I know your Sinkins are biased. Going to show in a minute. No, but. her like I'll, even I'll be real. Her character is just you know okay at best. Like it, it does. It's she. Her character does her job. You know that's yeah, it. Yeah. So. And I mean, I, I don't know about any of these other ones. Like, I don't know anything about Juo Bird from Juo Jur. I don't know the, uh, I don't know whatever they call Void Knight. Exactly. Rackless is just in a league of his own when it comes to like these extra Rangers. What I was going to say was, was that I have both known about uh, Zuo the Bird and I know about um, Guy Sword. Well, at least mostly with Guy Sword. Um, I can't. What, uh, I, I, I can't. Yes. Okay. And, I can't spoil it, but like. Yeah. Doesn't who? Well, does doesn't uh, Zen Kaiser and Don Brothers also have Expo Rangers too? Uh, Technic. 
technically they are the villains. Oh, uh, okay. Like yeah, like Leo and Melee. Yep. Yep. Okay. Would you say that Void Knight is better than a whatever whatever the guy is in Rio Soldier? Would you say Void Knight is better? I don't know. Void Knight's better than Real Soldier's character, I think. Uh, it's kind of difficult because unless you watch it, you won't know, you won't you won't understand what I'm talking about. Okay, well I'll be getting okay. there pretty soon. So we'll 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 get but, a uh, we'll put a pin in that one. Yeah, okay. Um Okay, but uh, what do we uh, what do we want to give? Uh, we just kind of went on a bit of a tangent about extra rangers. Uh, what do we want to give out uh, forty two out of ten guys? And we already know what the answer is for everybody here. Patrick is already <laughs> it's up. ten. Ten, and I'm giving the <laughs> next episode ten. ten. Just Best ep- episode in the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the stocks have risen exponentially here. This might be an eleven. Dang it. Yeah, this is an economic boom, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not right, a boom, boomer. Get out! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you can do the, do the jokes, but I can't do it. Oh, so you can do the jokes, but I can't do the jokes, puns. Hmm? I, I want to segue into the next season. <laughs> I want to go on the record here, Nathan, and say that it's not just me now; it's also this one down here. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of which, apparently there was a poster release with Boom Boom Boon Boonger where they had two more Rangers. Like the purple one, one of the orange. Orange. was white, yeah, or oh, it yeah, was orange, orange and black or something like that. Oh, okay. it was black. Okay, another, yeah, another orange Ranger. I know someone who's going to be excited about that, but I'm not going to mention his name in this podcast. I'm cool <laughs> with the guy, but uh, everybody in this podcast knows who I'm talking about. Um, which I'm not on bad terms with the guy. He's fine, but he has an he has an he has a very unhealthy obsession with Orange Rangers. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so episode forty three, the Overlord's Deadly Sin. Uh, this is another episode where we get a lot of uh, exposition. Uh, Rackwis is put on trial, where uh, we learn a bit more about his past. Um, so. For 2,000 years, the royal family of Shugodam, Rackless's family, they secretly served Dog Dead. He was the true ruler of Shikyu as like this evil god. And they were actually waiting for the right time to kill him. And this came to uh, this came to like a critical point when uh, King Cassus, that's Rackless's father, he requested destructive power from Dog Dead as a reward for two for being loyal to him for 2000 years. And that resulted in dog dead using his powers to impregnate the queen, which uh, resulted in Gira being born as like this weird, evil Jesus, Anakin Skywalker baby. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Um, And uh, she died giving birth to Gira. Gira's existence was kept a secret and Cassis looked at Gira as nothing more than just a tool to help them kill Dog Dead, but Rackless refused to accept this. Like, Gira's my brother. I love Gira, and I wanna, I'm gonna treat him like my brother. Now, at some point, Gira lost his memory, and uh, Rackless um, had him put in the orphanage to uh, keep him safe when he became king. That's why, you know, we've gotten to this point. But uh, now, while all that's happening, the King Oger's get into a fight with one of the uh, Jester's uh, Minogon, 
during which uh, the power turns them into kids. And this is actually kind of a comic relief moment where uh, all of them are turned into kids, but Kabi Rocky is technically turned into a kid, but when he's 10 years old, he's still played by his adult actor because apparently people in Tofu are like really strong. That <laughs> this episode takes ideas that have been done in previous Sentai episodes and they still do it perfectly. Like episodes where Rangers get turned into kids, they somehow manage to make that even better than when it was done in previous ones. Because the only time I remember it being done, well, okay, it happened in Tokyo frequently, but I, I know it was done in Geki Ranger, but oh wait, I'm not supposed to mention that. Um, okay, thank God. I didn't trigger anything. You yeah. did, but I held my tongue. Okay, good. You got the depth glare. Yeah, he did just give me the depth glare, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um yeah, no, screw Geki Ranger. I know. But uh, the important oh, thing here... the thing I was going to say, the reason I unmuted, I want to know what the heck they feed their kids and uh, tofu for him to be that big and buff. Yeah. Like, I need some of that diet in my life. Yeah, totally. I could I could have used some they of that when I was a kid. Inject every vegetable with steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it was a lot of rice. <laughs> Yeah, mm. probably. Probably that and broccoli. Yeah. Mm. But uh so but they're able to free themselves and they destroy Minogon, but then he but then he actually survives and his body sheds to reveal Dog Dead because Dog Dead is so powerful that he can recreate himself. And the episode ends with Rackless uh being convicted of his crimes. Rita wants to give him the death penalty, but with Dog Dead still alive, they agree, we're going to let you live just a little bit so that you can help us destroy Dog Dead first. Dog Dead, darn it. Okay. Anthony just gave a bad pun, and now you give your bad pun, Riz. Come on, man. <laughs> I got to still solidarity with Anthony because he's trying to join the pun master group. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, what do we think about episode 43, guys? The... The plot and the story developments we get here to give a backstory for why Rock lifted all this stuff is really awesome. Like, I thought it was good enough that Rockliff turned and we would have the implicit idea of he was planning this all along, but now we get the details of why he did it and how he did it. Man, the stocks of the season are keep on going to rise, man. <laughs> Them stocks are skyrocketing. Patrick, I think you want to yeah, say something. Yeah, like what we I was trying to talk to Anthony about last time about how he he knows what he did was messed up. And when he was admitting everything to Rita, he said, Can you scrap this stuff from the record books? I don't want people to see me in a good light. I want to go down as like a villain in the history of Shaku and everything. I was like, man, <laughs> that's that's heavy. But he has to to <clears throat> insert Garrick and do what Gera has to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I don't think he, Rockless he, expects to live beyond the death of uh, Minogon. I I can't say his name. <laughs> Minogon. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like I, I, it's it's I don't know really, I don't know if I want to use the term respect for this guy, but I kind of understand where he's coming from it's like he he admits that he did a whole bunch of horrible stuff for the greater good but he doesn't want to be glorified for it all that's 
Yeah, he's I, a pretty deep character now. <laughs> and I want to I want to use this to kind of just give a sh- like I think this episode is kind of where I realized that like, you know, this like is where the writing here is it doesn't feel like it's a tokusatsu show, but it's a tokusatsu show with like the writing quality. Like I'm talking like early like seasons one through four of game of thrones level i know that like the seasons after that like that show has an infamous ending i'm not talking about the whole show all the way through but uh the the ending is only bad from midway through season seven which is the final season and even then it's only really the last two or three episodes of game of thrones that are really bad yes but 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 i mean think about it like the we have a different world that's ruled by an evil god who ha- and we find out here that he's been pulling the strings behind an evil family for years and he's just toying around with the world like he could he could flick his pinky and kill everyone if he wanted to like we're talking about like a thanos level type of villain and for 2000 years there's been a family trying to take him down and you know there's this one guy who we all think is the villain, but then it turns out he's just been conspiring to kill them. Like this feels like a bit, like a very high quality show. Like, honestly, the more I think about this, I'm just thinking like, is this really a Sentai? Cause the writing quality of this seems like it should be illegal for a Didn't show. We, like it's funny. I feel like we're retreading these comments because we said the same thing last podcast about the one with Kagaraki's history with his ex his kingdom's ex-king or queen in that instance we're like i forgot i was watching a sentai all of a sudden people in suits and monsters showed up (laughs) it was weird like if they want to if they want to keep doing all these high quality shows just keep bringing in people that didn't work on sentai before and only previously worked on common rider not preferably the good common rider season since this guy worked on x-aid which i hear is really good like don't bring it's really good don't bring in decades writer and don't don't bring in Wizards Rider either. If you want to bring in Forze's yeah. Rider, okay, fine. I mean, I like Forze, okay, but uh, like, I don't know. Just bring in more common Rider riders. That's or why I'm like, I'm sorry, I interrupt you, um, Nate. But I just had to say this. Like, that's why Riz and Patrick needs to watch more common Rider because yeah. we you get stories. Stories like this in Kamen Rider 2. I know most people are like, eh, Kamen Rider is not really Sentai, but it's like, it's just as good. And I promise you, like, there are good Kamen Riders out there. Um, XA is one of them, by the way. I don't lie to you, but it will pick up later. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. I, I just need Drive has his moments too. Yeah. Yeah, I think my problem is that I've watched Ghost and Decade. <laughs> you watch the worst. You aren't watch the bad the ones. That's yeah. that's your problem. How to say? Aren't those aren't those the two bad ones? <laughs> but I mean, if you want an idea of like how like the only other writer I know who's worked on Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, and we've talked about her, we just finished reviewing another Sentai from her. Yasuko Kobayashi. She did Shinkinger. She did Ginga Man. She did Time Ranger. She did Go Busters. And she also did uh, Kamen Rider Ryuki. She mm-hmm. did O's, which is my favorite Kamen Rider season. And she did. Uh, I've heard good things I hear, about O's. I, I hear people like Dino. She did Dino. Yeah, but I've heard good things about O's and Ryuki for sure. Ryuki's yeah. the one that had that weird random 
uh, English adaptation. Yeah, Comet Rider Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight, yeah. Yeah, I've heard good things about that season too. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll at some check point. those two up. But 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 aside from you know that writing, I think the other thing I really want to give the shout out. This is the other thing I want to bring up. I love how the writers are doing both. One of the things I was really afraid of when we made that big revelation to about Gira, even though I thought maybe Rackless was just faking it, was that I was afraid. Okay, are they going to throw away everything that they've been establishing between? Gira and Rackless, like they're just going to throw all that away and have it turn out to be fake. And the answer is no, they're not doing that. They're doing both things. Like, yes, Gira is a creature created by Dog Dead, but he also is someone who was Rackless's brother. And it's a weird way. Like they have a weird connection, kind of like how, you know, Odeon and Merrick are technically brothers in Yu-Gi-Oh, even though Odeon was adopted into the family and Merrick was born in the family. But like, it, I like how they do that. They're giving a they they came up with a very creative way to make that twist actually be true, but also not betray, like just throw away all this drama that they've been setting up for the last like forty episodes. I mean, again, this writing is just so creative. Again, like I can't help but just keep saying I've never seen a Sentai with this level of writing quality. Like this type of writing should be illegal in a show. No. Uh, it should be legal, mm-hmm. and all the other writings should be illegal. Yeah, like, more. okay, don't so, don't don't tell me this should be illegal, and then look at Zoo Ranger and say that's fine. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> <hell. laughs> Right. I mean, okay. So honestly, this season is probably why I was a little bit harsher on Time Ranger because I'm watching King Ozer, which is phenomenal. And then Time Ranger, which, you know, would have been a great season, was dragged down a little bit because King Ozer was just so much better. Yeah. Yeah, Boom Boomcher is going to have its work cut out a lot to follow up on this Sentai. <laughs> I am praying to God it's a parody. It's oh, a parody. I mean, most likely. It's most I mean likely. When, I saw the po- when I saw the poster and in the sky it said coming Boon, I was yeah. sitting here hoping that it was a new Car Ranger. I it hope it's be. a new car ranger. <laughs> oh, I forgot to give my, my thoughts on the episode itself. So yeah, can I say this one thing? Let us talk about, I know this character is not really important on the grand scheme of things, but I need to give him a shout out for this. Boshamir, the uh, second uh, advisor to uh, Shugotam, he definitely deserves some praise in this episode, too, because before he died, he literally was defending uh, Gira from Kamajimi because he was going to try to kill him. And I was like, wow, like he legit died a hero only for him to be, you know, take some some alien take his place. And be the be you know space bucking's uh, spy or whatever. No, definitely that guy deserves some props for what he did because his stocks also rose. Yes, because <laughs> a, a lot of people didn't really like. I oh, go ahead. As that also puts into perspective how long ago it was that that guy was basically masquerading as him. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, cause when he was revealed 
like during that episode right before Gira supposedly killed Rackless, I thought that that was a relatively recent thing. But no, it's been like that well before the season started. Yeah, I thought it was like an episode 20 or something, but yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, same here. But uh, what do we want to get 43 out of 10? 9.5. Yeah, I'm doing 9.5. 9.5. Yeah. yeah, same here. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have episode uh, 44. Uh, Proof of the Kings, the True Alliance of the Six Kingdoms. Uh, this these next two episodes aren't as uh like jam-packed as the previous three so but uh they're still kind of important uh so rackless reveals that during the original conflict with the bugner two thousand years ago the heroes used a grand power to seal them away this power has been stored in different trinkets and heirlooms in each of the kingdoms the king ogres bring but they have to become one in order to unleash the power they require a leader, which results in the King Ogers getting into a trial by combat, by fighting over who will become the leader. Um, and Yama wins, but the power that he uses to win drives Shaku into chaos. And he like gleefully looks on, like just admiring this new power that he has. And, you know, but Gira is able to talk him out of it. You know, it's just saying like, uh, you know, Yam Yama, you have the power, you have to, use it only to protect the people. And he and Gira ultimately come together and they destroy another one of the uh, uh, jesters, uh, Hirubiru. And the episode ends with the King Ogres deciding to, they're going to reactivate the Alliance Pact. They're going to work together as one. And that's able to unlock the grand power. And this turned out to be Rackless's uh, plan the whole time. Like, these people hate me, so I'm going to tell them to do the exact opposite of what I really want them to do. <laughs> Like, well, I'm going to tell them to do something knowing that they're going to do the exact opposite, and that'll ultimately unlet, let them unleash the power. Like, this guy is like the ultimate 4D chess player, in all honesty. But uh, what do we think about episode 44, guys? I have to talk about the ending a little bit <clears throat> because I love how this is my favorite moment for Yanman, the whole series up to this point he had this moment where he was taken over by what was her name hirabiru yeah the, yeah also side note i'm glad she's finally gone she was annoying the crap out of me dude <laughs> <insane>. anyway <laughs> yeah, no, god she was irritating but um she he had this moment where he was taken over by her and you get more insight into rackless here where he's like once you get power it corrupts you it changes you and you kind of understand more why Rackless was so into his job, even though he was playing a long con with Dog Dead and everything. And this affected Yanma so much that he came to Gira and said, I want to reform the Alliance. And then the other kings come up and it's like, yeah, he came to each of us individually and asked if we wanted to reform it. And we thought he was crazy because this is not like him. And his, I love the line. He said, well, people can change i'm like the most i guess the one who always to me came off like, like he didn't want to be a part of a team was the one, first one who came to the others that i want to make us a team again like an official full-on team i love this moment from yanma so much it's really a big character moment for yanma like for him to realize exactly. he, he can't do it alone because in this mm -hmm. episode, he's going power hungry. 
and he has no control and he realizes, oh crap, we can't do this. My tendencies are going to get the best of me. I need you guys to keep me in check. We need to become a team again. And so, as Rita calls it, the Sixth Kingdom counter outlandish element strategic rescue squadron is born. <laughs> and it's not an acronym. The term outlandish. Yeah, it's not an acronym. But the term outlandish being in there makes it amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this season is outlandish. I mean, look at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Amity, do you want to say anything about this episode? I mean, you have hashtag Team Yama in your little description, so I'd imagine you really like this episode. Of course, yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, definitely uh, one of my favorite episodes. Um, just the fact that, you know, Yama is growing as a character and it still was growing as the series started to just now. It's really impressive. And I, I'm honestly glad that he he's our Blue Ranger. You know, I'm, I'm actually glad that, he, you know, he's on the team. If No Scopo was a real place, I would have want to be there. I would live yeah, there, honestly. 100%, because I would be in heaven. I'd probably become Yanma 2.0. <laughs> and so uh, the arcades in that the arcades in that place must be incredible, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like the, the VR here is nothing compared to what's on no. there. Trust me. Oculus Rift sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but to kind of give a like i mean i kind of preview what i'm gonna say about yama i mean to kind of go it's funny how riz kind of said that like you know time ranger kind of got bogged down because he was watching this sentai you know at the same time i really i feel kind of bad saying this i've i've said in the past that like isa is my favorite sentai blue ranger and honestly if we reviewed time ranger before king Oger started coming out that would still be the case but yeah i swear like i like i'm just saying man isa is my favorite blue ranger of all time nobody's gonna you know nobody's ever gonna surpass them well yama is basically saying yeah hold my beer like yeah yama would be like hold up nathan yeah isa and on my level try again no uh, yeah i he calls isa raccoon bearings and punches him <laughs> exactly and, then Domon, and then Domon runs up to Yanma and punches him. <laughs> yeah. Uh what do we want to give uh 44 out of 10? Well, guys? hang on. I do want to make one more comment here. Okay, go ahead. So this is a lesser part, like this is a lesser talked about part of the episode, I feel like, for everyone, even online. Um okay. The amount of detail and planning these guys had for the story to have planted 20, 30 episodes ago, Rita having that ice power and, you know. Yeah. Like, that was planted 20, 30 episodes ago. And then everyone Mm -hmm. has one because we thought it was just a Gokon trait. But no, this is every king has Mm -hmm. their own thing. So... I, the planning, man. I mean, if when we go do the rewatch of this thing, so many little yeah, because, small things. Yeah, I'm curious if there were any hints towards Rackless, you know, actually being on their side from the start outside of, you know, like the obvious things like 
a Kagaraki and him being buddy buds and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, rewatching the season is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is definitely yeah. one of those Sentai's where you have to where you can't just be satisfied in just one watch. Nope. Exactly. Like, like there are some where you know I watch it once and then I'm fine. Like, you know, I like I like Kuro Yujur, but I could just watch that one once and then just be done with it. Uh, same with like, well, okay, I'd never want to watch No Ranger again, but uh, like, will. <laughs> we're oh, going to have to, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mo- most of the Showa era seasons are ones where it's like you watch them once and they're fun, but you don't want to watch them again. This is one of those thing times where I would have to watch this like three or four times just to get some satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, what do we want to give a uh, 44 out of 10? Nine. I'm going to go with a nine. Yeah, I'm going to do a nine too. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Fair enough. Hey. For his I don't boy put team, shining team, moment, uh, hashtag team Yama for nothing now. <laughs> it was his boy's shining moment. I understand his 10. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept it this time. Yeah, you won't accept it like all this if you say it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, anyway, let's move. sassy as heck, isn't he? Let's move on to the, the final uh, episode of this batch, uh, Heir to the Kings, uh, episode 45, where uh, this episode revolves around Rita and Kaguragi dealing with some issues closer to home. Uh, the um, So at the beginning of the episode, the uh, King Ogers decide that uh, we're going to take the fight to Dog Dead, and they want to train to uh, become... Uh, you know, they're trying to train to become a bit better with the power, but they also approach uh, Suzume and Morphonia, respectively, because uh, they're thinking, hey, if we die, you know, we might not come back. We need some people to take over Tofu and Gokan. Uh, but the two kind of have some reservations against it because Morphonia is kind of timid because, you know, she used to, we actually find out in this episode that she was actually the uh, child of two thieves, and she and Rita met when, uh, when they were in law school together and Suzume has like some reservations cause she genuinely remember she's married to Rackless and she's genuine. She genuinely loves Rackless and wants to, um, you know, wants to be with them. And, uh, Kaguragi and Rita get injured training the, with the new power. Uh, while, and while the other King Ogres are battling Minogon, they fall victim to a uh, Morphonia and Suzume fall victim to a spell that turns their memories back 10 years. And Gira, Yanma, and Himeno also have their minds reverted to like an infant state where they're physically uh, they're physically adults, but they're acting like babies. Like Himeno is like sucking on a pacifier or something like that and so on and so forth. And Jeremy's taking care of them. Uh, but think um, most of the episode revolves around Rita and Kaguragi trying to talk with uh so kaguraki talks with morphonia and uh rita speaks with suzume and they reveal like their true intentions then you know the two of them are able to come together to destroy minogon so that's another gesture of its dead which means i think there's only like i think there's only there's either two or three left one of them is that grody guy i can't remember the other one but there's like if we count dog dead there's like three of the main villains left um and uh they, you know, they the episode ends with uh, Kaguragi and Morphonia saying, "You can live your lives how you choose." Um, Suzume is kind of contemplating over what she wants to do, but Morphonia accepts that she uh, Rita's invitation to be her heir, and that's how the episode ends and the match of these episodes. So, uh, what do we think about this episode, guys? 
the dark implication that they're assuming that they may not make it back from an attack on Doug that alive is unsettling when they start talking about it. <clears throat> but I thought this was just a fun episode because the season not only does a good job of fleshing out its main cast, but the supporting cast around each king has had their own episodes. So it's like this whole world and the entire cast of characters we see along the way, it's just so much going on. Yep. Yeah, this is a very complex and very colorful and enlightening world. And they did a phenomenal job because they made us care about side characters, which I don't... Aside from Time Ranger, when's the last time we cared about a side character? Well, there is... There is one side character in Ginga Man that I really like. Uh, yes, Gilgar. we haven't done oh, Ginga Man yet. So. Yeah. But no, um, we didn't care about. Gin from Shinkenger. I liked him. G? House the mentor? Yeah, G, yeah. G, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's all right. You can't hate that man. You <laughs> can't hate him, but, yeah. you know, he's yeah. not like. He's memorable, but he's not somebody I would like to say, oh, yeah, thinking back, he's a great character, you know? And well, I mean, he's I gotta I think the thing was we didn't hate him. I think that yeah. was the question. We didn't hate him. <laughs> yeah. I I like this episode. Uh, <laughs> one thing I like about this is that uh, we're actually given like I thought Suzume was okay. I feel like you know the the honestly the flashbacks with her and Rakwas kind of made me like her a little bit more. But I feel like this is really fleshed her out. Like with Morphonia, it's pretty easy. Morphonia has been an established character. We've seen her. Nothing to talk about with her. She was fine. She was already a good character before this episode. Nothing to talk about with her. But with Suzume, half the time she just felt like a plot device. Like, oh, she's there to be someone to get married to Rackwitz. Or, oh, she's there to be someone who knows how to unlock the castle mech thing. That, like, she's a plot device half the time. But here, by this point, she's a bit more human, and I feel like this episode kind of solidifies that for me. Well, I think having Rackless's backstory fully revealed as I'm allowing them to explore her a little bit more now also. Yeah. Maybe exploring yeah. Susan May earlier would have been a little bit too risky. I don't know. Well, if you explored her too soon, the Rockless thing would have been revealed sooner, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. So yeah. yeah, because I think I think one thing we don't really talk about a lot in this podcast was Rockless and Suzume are actually gold. Like they're good. Oh yeah, them. like it's they're genuine. Yeah. Very genuine. Yeah. So like I didn't think they were genuine because I just saw Suzume as like brainwashed teeny bopper running after her crust or something, but nah man, yeah. it's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, um, it also. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, what I was gonna say was that um, it honestly shows you how deep of a bond between uh, Susume is with her brother, because, yeah. like I said, they he they were if this had gone south, she was prepared to kill that man, and I was like, oh, so that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, we. What? I don't know. This episode was pretty okay, but I was it. But it wasn't like it was good 
character moments for uh, Rita and Kagaraki, but I didn't really like it. Didn't really hook me, hook me like like most episodes do. But I, but it wasn't due to our main two King Ogres that has nothing to do with it. It was just yeah. it felt like you know more of the you know usual like oh we're gonna do something crazy to the, some of the cast so they can be out of the way for our other two characters. And I'm just like they didn't have to do that, but you know. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very calm before the stormy. I, I yeah, to say that. Yeah. Also, they're allowed one episode that's more fillery. Yeah. Because they. I didn't hate it all the way. No, no, I didn't hate it either. I'm just saying they're allowed to have one or two filler episodes because I don't think they've even had a filler episode up until now. Nope. Maybe so. that episode where Gira officially becomes king just before the time skip, but that was a long mm. time ago. So. I don't even think that was filler. I think that was pretty plot needed because you needed to see him become king. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I think that the first thing that we could have been like, okay, we don't truly need this episode to have the story. But honestly, I mean, even if it is a filler episode, I mean, it's a filler episode done well because the best Sentai use yeah. their filler episodes to give characters that they may not have given as much focus in the past focus. Like, I mean, Shinkinger did that with like 90% of its filler episodes. There was only yeah. like one or two that felt like true filler episodes. So, yeah, I mean, it's a filler episode done well. Yeah, no, definitely. So just so we're clear, um, the other just just so that got that got frozen. I guess is he like he's out of the picture completely, right? When I ruin that, we probably not gonna see this character again. Uh Minogon? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's destroyed. Okay. Cause Maybe. I think cause I think okay, so with Rita using ice and Cockroach using fire, I guess to help mitigate the ice effects that usually is supposed to like, I guess paralyze or like uh freeze freeze the user as well well i think yeah. it, it could also just be that i mean now they have the power to kill immortals because rack because yama established that like they copied that power that was given to rack was sword to the other uh calibers i mean that was that, that i think it's only in the caliber though i don't think they can use it with their special power oh okay but <clears throat> no i think the way you look at it, and maybe I'm wrong, I think, so you saw in the early part of the episode, Rita tries to use the freezing thing to put Kagaragi's fire out on his body, right? Yeah. And then she ended up getting frozen like a popsicle. So I think Kagaragi using the fire mm. here was to prevent Rita from turning into a popsicle again. Yeah. Because so that's kind of what that's kind of what Kagaraki said is like maybe our powers are meant to kind of mitigate the downsides of other exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. Because especially when I like that note that they had earlier where it seemed like their powers are counterproductive to what their country represents. I think this might be a, a good thing because by permanently freezing this guy, they can prevent um dog dead from Reviving himself again, because remember that Pacific Jester is specifically created to revive uh, Dog Dead every time he dies. With him out of the picture, once Dog Dead is is gone for good, that's it. There are no revives. There's no more lives. He's done after this. 
Yeah, I think all the bit, all the really good, all the like really game changing gestures are dead because they killed Goma, who's like body swapping abilities almost kind of made him immortal. They mm -hmm. killed Hirohiru, who can do mind control. And mm -hmm. now Minogod, who apparently had the ability to, uh, you know, help Dog Dead revive. Uh, that I mean, Grody seems powerful, but I mean, he's, I don't, I mean, unless he can do something, maybe they'll stop, maybe they'll make him good at the last minute. And then the only other guy, uh, Kiro Jim, who, I mean, the only thing we know that he's been able to do is that he can mimic people. But that's about it. So I don't know. I well, think all the big game changing gestures. They killed him once. They killed him once already. So they can kill him yeah. again. Well, that could be a fake out on, for all we know, due to the Space Blood King's influence. Um, what I was going to say lastly was that what if they they actually can since they since they established that um, why am I blank on his name all of a sudden? Grody is it Grody or Grody? I can't remember his, how to say his name. Grody, since he's also technically immortal too, wouldn't that be a way to kill him too? Because he just is immortal as you know, Dog did, or maybe even more because he's a necromancer too. Well, I mean, they—I mean, technically, they have the power to kill all of the immortals. So, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. So, although I, I hope that uh, I hope that the final episode with Grody is an episode about Himeno because she kind of has a personal. Uh, she needs to be the him. one that kills him. Yeah, she got Absolutely. that beef with him. I mean, if you don't let Himeno do that, I mean, that's like not letting Guy be the one who defeated Gray and Jetman. <laughs> like, that's how bad it would yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, what do we want to give uh, 45 out of 10, guys? I'll give it an 8. It's a little bit more tame compared to yeah. everything else yeah, around it, but it's still a good episode. I want to give it an 8, too. 8 is fine, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we can move on to the analysis. Uh, we don't really have to talk about villains yet because I feel like, you know, we might see more of Dog Dead, uh, you know. Um, dog, dang it. Yeah, Dog Dead. <laughs> dog Dead uh, in the last five episodes. Uh, and we really can't put Rackless as a villain anymore. So that's how big of a no. shake up this is. But so I, I, guess think, I think we can talk about like predictions like going forward because there is one thing I want to bring up. Um, okay. Go for so it. I think the next episode or two will focus on showing us Jimeno's power, and I don't think we've seen Gira's power yet, really. Like, I mean, wasn't I know we kind of saw like, that, wasn't it kind of implied that Gira's power was the crown? Yeah, but because they kind of they made mention of that. Yeah, but I'm assuming there's something more to it. Yeah. That's true. I think there's more to the crown. I think there's Himona hasn't even mentioned what her power is, and I don't know what Jeremy's doing. Mm -mm. So I think we're going to focus on them next time, and they'll turn into babies or something. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, maybe Jer. I mean, I don't know who I would like for to be the person who ultimately takes down Kirajim. Like maybe Gira, I guess. Like. We've established that Himeno needs to be the one who takes down Grody. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. If, if you want to give Jeremy his moment to shine and have him take down Karajim, that because well, be they but... do have a personal grudge going back to the first half of the season. So yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I think Jeremy would be the perfect one to take down Karajim. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, now I guess uh, and. 
you know what? We we kind of have to include Rackless in this. I'm sorry. There's no way to work around this. Uh, we need to do our penultimate Ranger rankings, except now there's a huge wrench thrown into that because now we have to count Rackless as one of those people. So I'm going to yeah, go I, first because I'm very easy to rank. Okay, go ahead. All six. No, all seven because you're making me do Rackless now. They're all in the S tier category, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Totally. I can't rank them anymore. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm not even trying. Yeah, it's it's down to like splitting hairs at this point and how I would order these characters. It's like it would come down to like who do you think is the best versus who do you who's your favorites? Hard to do, but uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm I have just gonna my say favorite, that, but I mean that's how I might have to rank them. So I'd probably go like Himeno and then. Uh, Gira, not, not Gira, um, Himeno, and then Yanma, and then Jeremy, uh, Gira, Rita, Kagaraki, and I don't know where I would put Rackles. Probably number two or something. I don't know. It. I, I need to see the rest of the season before I can properly judge him now. This is why I did the S rank, and I'm just saying that's it. <laughs> yeah, I was just throwing darts at the wall with this ranking this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Anthony? Yeah, I'm a still number one to me. <laughs> you don't <Fair> say. <laughs> what about the rest of them? Honestly, I this is kind of hard because, like I said, I but I don't want to rank them either. Just give come back to me at the end, at the end of the series, and I'll give my that's what, yeah, that's what Riz was yeah, doing. He was like, totally. I'm just cheating yeah. the system. I'm just cheating the system. <laughs> I told Nathan yesterday I'm not going to rank him, and if he makes me rank him, I'm going to tell him it's all S tier. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All I all I know is that I would okay. The I would probably yeah. <laughs> for me, I would still have Jeremy and Yanma. I would have Jeremy Yama and Rita mm. up on the top, like the top three, uh, probably in that order, honestly. Mostly because I guess I agree with Riz that these are all ST character S-tier characters, but I put Jeremy, Rita, and Yama up top because these are not just S-tier characters, but I would argue uh that these are probably like the best characters in their category. Like Jeremy is the best six render I've ever seen in uh Sentai, and I know that's gonna hold because I don't think that I I've never heard anything good. I mean, I hear some good things about Kira Mae Silver, but I have, I have no doubt that like Jeremy is still better than him and all these other six Rangers. I don't hear good things about any of those. So uh, Yama is still the best in Thai blue. I know that uh, Rita, if I insert her into that, like mm-hmm. that category of like pink slash white Rita is the best. I mean, the only other person I would consider better than her on her level is like Suda Hime from Kaku Ranger, but that's Thank about you. it. Um, <laughs> Maybe Boken Pink, although I'm kind of pushing it with that. But like, so Rita's there. Then I would put Kaguraki and he Kaguragi and he. Well, actually, no. I would technically have to put Rackless there too because Rackless is an extra ranger, and he's mm-hmm. we've established that he's the best extra ranger. Then I would put Kaguraki and Himeno there just because I don't think they're the best yellow and black rangers. Like Guy is still number one for me as a black ranger, mm-hmm. and. For yellow, I, I still prefer Domon and Kotoha over Himeno. 
yeah. So th they're both top fives. In fact, I kind of feel like I'm going to have to take down my top five Sentai Black Rangers post that I posted on my blog specifically so that I can put uh, Kaguragi in there just because he's that great. I'm going to have to take down a lot of those top fives now. I'm telling you, man, the stocks are rising. Yeah, and the same goes for Gira, although like I don't think Gira's the best red, although I might want to put him in my top five too. But he, but I think I would red is a little Gira. bit too heavily contested. No, but I would still, still, he's got a lot more competition. Red still still, dominated by Marvelous and uh, Takaru. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would still consider Marvelous and Takaru, Takeru to be like the the big two duo. Maybe Gira, mm -hmm. maybe Gira would be number three under those because maybe mm -hmm. I consider him a little. But who would be the bet the third one for you, Riz? I don't know, but I want to see more sense how to give you the answer. I think. I think Ryoma, because we're about to get introduced to him. I think yeah. Ryoma has a valid case to be in that above him. I was going to say that. But they're all S-tiers. Like, yeah. maybe Gira is technically the worst, because maybe I would put him in my top ten reds. Maybe not the top five. But, uh, you know, everybody else, like uh, with Kaguragi and Himeno, not number one, but they're in the top five. And everybody else is... Number one, and I'm sorry, I've been hyping up. I spent every moment before this Sentai came out saying that Time Blue is my favorite Blue Ranger, and he's still a top five, but <laughs> Yanma, especially in this batch of episodes, has really established, no, he's not your favorite. I am, you dumb raccoon brains, and you're all going to like it. That's I mean, do. I'm the one that was like hesitant to call I guess they the best when we were doing the earlier Time Ranger episodes. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I think Yanma's going to win this over one day. And he's won me over. And I, yeah. I fully accept that defeat. Now, I'm waiting to see if Jimena will beat, beat over Domon or not. That's my only question left. Yeah, well, hopefully with that episode where uh, we def where we see her hopefully be the one to take down Grody, that'll yeah. show. But may maybe I would rank her at least ahead of Kotoha. But not yeah. Delmon. Yeah. Uh, I still put Kotoha as my number one for very selfish reasons while fully acknowledging that Delmon is number one. But maybe Jimeno will be that person who I put as number one technically. I mean, for me, it's Delmon, Luca, Jimeno, but I probably will put Jimeno over Luca right now. Yeah. Because I put Luca second for selfish reasons, but if I'm being academic about it, see, it's moving on to number three. Yeah. And I would look, Patrick, I can I can kick my bias. What about you? I mean, I like Kotaha a lot too, but no, Domon, like it's not even close between those two, honestly. Yeah. And I would probably take out I, I hate to say this because I know Anthony's a fan of this character. I would probably take out Maji Yellow from my top five and probably put Himeno there. I would keep Mega Yellow. I mean that's that's on you, five, but not Maji Yellow. But but I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Can guess you leave for my Mega class, Yellow in. Yeah. 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 I'd leave Mega Yellow. I mean, I guess I would. I mean, I don't know. Black is a bit tougher. Like, I guess maybe I would take out. Uh, maybe I like him as a character, but does he deserve to be in over Kagaraki? Hell no. And that would be uh, Ian <laughs> from a uh, Cure Uger. Like, not even close. Yeah, no, he, he's taking out of my top five. Yeah, yeah. Ian's, Ian's a great. cool character, but he, he, I mean, I mean, Ian's a cool character, but he's not. Yeah, 
He's not he Ben Kakaragi. No. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, guys, do we want to give our closing thoughts uh, no, on this no. before we enter the last five episodes of this I'm gonna cr- already legendary I'm, Sentai? I'm going to quote the ex-president of Nintendo of America. My body is ready. <laughs> I want I want these five in that last five episodes now. <laughs> I, I just right. I just have to say, Patrick, when you said the word ex president, no, I didn't know where you're going to Yeah, Reggie Fizeme, you know who I'm talking about. No, I know who you're talking about now, but now, I know. See, I led you when, on when you said <laughs> not intentionally, <laughs> but I led you on. <laughs> what a what a evil person you be. all right close it out nathan well this wraps up our penultimate king oger um king oger podcast uh next time we will be uh posting our uh time ranger in game arc and uh, over the course of the next couple of podcasts we're going to be doing our uh review of time force and our uh time force versus time ranger versus because we're gonna have to wait a little bit for king oger because we want the next couple of episodes right now i know episode 46 is out and episode 47 is going to be coming out uh the the coming sunday at the Mm -hmm. time that this video is being recorded so Mm -hmm. we are going so we're going to be taking a bit of a short break for king oger but we will get back on it the minute that episode 50 is subbed to do our final review so just an update on that and uh, in the meantime we'll also be doing our ginga man review uh very soon uh we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel. If you're not already subscribed, leave comments down below with any commentary. Uh, you can also check us out at AnimeSecrets.org, where you can listen to uh, the Animated Classified and Jedi Squadron podcast. And uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, that also applies. Please give us a review out of the uh, out of five stars. Uh, you can reach out to us on AnimeSecrets.org for uh, any commentary you'd like to give us, and we will give a shout-out to you guys. And uh, that about wraps this up. We thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to our penultimate King Oger podcast. We'll see you next time for our Time Ranger in-game review, and you can definitely bet that we will be right on the in-game for King Oger when that comes out. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the power protect you.